Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What an exciting time to be alive. How does 2022 feel? The same? The bleakness actually uh, wasn't interrupted by the changing of a year in, mm-hmm. in a shocking turn of events. The in days a just continued. <laughs> turn of events. A pandemic doesn't care about mm. a calendar. Things we've Now heard. that. That's something I wish we could tell more people. Oh, God. I know. We're going to talk about plague. The plague. Plague. The plague. The plague. Okay. <laughs> the plague. Well, one of the, plague. the, one of the issues, it, it, not issues, one of the uh, times the plague came back. What's a word for when things come back? <laughs> Return? Yep. Reemerge? One of the resurfaced, one of the like in the re-entered sentence, the arena. I like ooh ooh. They've re-entered the arena of the plague, Ursina pestis, mm-hmm. as uh, those in the know like to call it. I I I am uh, not one of those people. That's okay. Most people wouldn't be because no one cares. Um, you listen to me decide whether or not to lie. <laughs> that was what that sound was. It was a vocal filling in while my brain decided what are the pros and cons of lying in this moment. Mm. Decided that the truth was always the way, you know? That's beautiful. 2022 Happy is going to be the year of me never lying again. Mm. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And right then, she broke that promise. And in that moment, the year was over. Okay. (laughs) That's incredible. Should we uh, explain this podcast? Or is everyone who's listening probably likely to know what we're doing here? Let's explain it. Let's do it. I think um, that's a good note. Uh, Welcome to Historically Badass Broads. If you're new, we're happy to have you. Thanks for coming by. And if you're here, thanks for staying. Uh, we appreciate you a lot. We do. We love it. We're very excited by it. This is a podcast where I talk. I, my name is Mora, uh, <laughs> and I talk about <laughs> awesome ladies from history that we should have learned about in school or mm-hmm. just in life. And my friend Chloe over there. That's um, me. Yeah. Gives great uh, perspective. Asks the questions, hopefully, that you're trying to figure out yourself. Provides the commentary you didn't even know you needed. (laughs) 28 episodes. I know. 28 episodes, and we still haven't figured out how to introduce this. No. It's actually impressive in a way. I mean, it it really is a sign of how we've... Two actors. 
chosen two to, actors to do this podcast. <laughs> nope, sorry, hang on. Two screenwriting actors. Yep, yep. Capable of writing dialogue and delivering dialogue. Mm-hmm. Refuse to sit down and do it. I know, refused. but I think that's the point. It we <laughs> it's now become a thing that we both are like, nah, we're not gonna do that. Right, right. Because it's a podcast. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're fun. We're off the cuff. I don't know. We are off the cuff. Yeah. Literally. We're unhinged. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Much like my dog, we are deeply unstable. And Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> He's watching his favorite movie, Cinderella, right now. Is he actually? Yeah. Is he really sitting in front of a TV and watching Cinderella? He is genuinely sitting with one of his favorite shoes in front of the TV watching his favorite movie and a true bomb to his insane soul, Cinderella, Mm. the animated one. If you weren't recording this right now, I would ask you to go take a picture for me. I appreciate that. I uh, will when we're done. Great. (laughs) Who who this week? Who this month? If you've been following along for the last two episodes, you might be Mm. able to have predicted who we're doing this time. Continuing our journey through Henry VIII's Sixth Fantastic Wives. Mm. Today, we're talking about Jane Seymour III. Yay! And apparently his favorite. Oh. That's sad, because there are three more on the way. (laughs) There are so many more. Um, Jane... Jane cracks me up. Jane is a fascinating creature. In one of my... The books that I read in preparation for this podcast, one of them, mm-hmm. the chapter on Jane um, begins with this sentence. How a woman like Jane Seymour became Queen of England is a mystery. In Tudor terms, she came from nowhere and was nothing. Love that for her. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone writes a book about me that says that. She came um, from nothing. She is nothing. She literally follows with the, a <laughs> sentence. As for her appearance, it was literally colorless. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Who wrote the book that you're writing that you're reading from? We've talked about him, David Starkey. Right. Do we love him? No. That's not my favorite description. Of here we person. go. No, I'm going to read the next. It. I'm going to read the next paragraph. What Does was there better? here? A woman of no family, no beauty, no talent, and perhaps not much reputation. Uh, he basically uses that sentence uh Chapuis, who's the spanish ambassador hints that she might not be so virginal she was um so even though he's saying not much reputation she actually had a pretty pristine one <sighs> so um to attract a man who had already been married to two such extraordinary women as catherine and anne i do i do feel the bias seeping through and then he follows with but maybe jane's very ordinariness was the point and I can't disagree with that. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Let's begin. Hang Jane Seymour was maybe born in 1508. No one knows. Oh, it, she Jane. could have been born from 1504 to 1509 in her very premature death at the age of approximately 29. We reached mm-hmm. that because she had 29 mourners in her funeral. And that's generally a way that we can gauge how old she was. Oh, that's interesting. We don't know much about her early life. Uh, we don't know much about anything. People May assume certain things. I point out things. that her name is what we now use 
plain <laughs> like Jane. as a blank name, Jane Doe. Yeah, and also plain Jane. Plain Jane. That's not fair. I know. It's just a name. I know. What are we doing? Why are we attacking people for their names? We're yeah. not. I think we're just <laughs> mentioning the phrase. I'm already angry. I can tell. It's okay. Go for it. Mr. No, Starkey has it. his clear opinions. If I if I can just because I think it's entertaining. The book on Henry VIII's six wives is approximately 819 pages. Hmm. The book on Catherine of Aragon pretty much goes to page 248. Hmm. And then Anne Boleyn is from 257 to 569. So she's got like 300 plus pages, right? That's math. Jane Mm -hmm. Seymour gets about 20. Anne of Cleves gets less than 30. (laughs) Catherine Howard. Oh, no. Anne of Cleves gets six pages. Forgive me. Mm. Oh, no. No, she gets more. She's from 615 to 643. Catherine Howard is from 644 to 690 she gets more because she gets beheaded spoiler alert and then from 690 to around 766 819 depending on the notes you're reading uh is Catherine parr who is very interesting so the bias is clear most of the book is over i'm holding a hilariously large chunk of text (laughs) and jane seymour gets like 20 pages so jane let's let's Take this time. Let's hold this space. Um, wow. To, mm, to wow. Uh, make Jane the star. Yes. Here for it. So Jane was maybe born in 1508. That's I have to start that way because I I we can't know for sure. She was born to um, Sir John Seymour and Marjorie Wentworth. Uh, she is well descended and connected but she herself is not born into like an incredibly wealthy family um mm-hmm. she's descended from edward the third everyone is descended from edward the third because he had like 500 kids we'll get into that eventually one day um it, one of his sons the duke of clarence she's a dis through her maternal grandfather is descended because of that she and henry the eighth are technically fifth cousins Okay. Um, and then Elizabeth Cheney is another woman who like dynastically holds a lot, which means that she is cousins with Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard. Okay. But again, it's because everyone is descended from the same like four people who had a ton of seems, kids. Seems problematic. It's extremely. I mean, listen, I think we've already hinted that Henry VIII had a bit of a an issue in the downstairs region. He's having a hard time. <laughs> and I, I'm going to go out on a not very scary limb because it's been suggested many times by people much more intelligent than myself, um, that he had, uh, issues <laughs> in the bedroom. And that's why he didn't really have any kids or had as fewer kids considering just how many women he liked to sleep with. Um, mm-hmm. so it was their fault. Jane, I mean, it's well, obviously, um jane was educated kind of well she was educated in the sense that like we talked about how catherine of aragon and anne boleyn were educated not like the women of their time 
Jane was educated just like the women of her time. She was extra, she was a, a wonderful embroiderer. She was schooled in household management. She could read and she could write just like the tiniest bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but she was apparently a very good embroiderer, which I love because mm-hmm. I like to embroider. Um, and so the first important moment of her life really was that in 1532, she became a maid of honor to Queen Catherine of Aragon. Um, and then in around 1533, she, the next year she served Queen Anne, she and Jane's sister Elizabeth. Um, and this is most likely how Henry came to know her, one of the Queen's Mm -hmm. ladies, which is how he came to know Anne and how he'll come to know other women, um, (laughs) serving in the, um, kind of ladies of honor. And that's because the maids of honor and the ladies in waiting, if you will, are some of the highest rank women, ranked women in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, cool. She, so like 1533, she's serving Queen Anne. No one likes Queen Anne. The hubbub begins. Queen Anne has a baby. It's Elizabeth, blah, blah, blah. And then Queen Anne's falling from favor. And around February of 1536, which I will remind you all, is like three months before Anne's beheaded, Henry starts to notice that there's this really nice lady <laughs> who's maybe 27. She's approximately 27. Um, Isn't that kind and, of old? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> so that's been attributed to the fact that her father just was not, couldn't provide um, a lot of money for her marriage gift. Um, right. And so gave it instead to older siblings. So, which is very common. Kind of sad how that works though. Yeah, it sucks for the younger daughter. In a different time, um, she probably would have joined a convent, but importantly, uh, this is also the time of the dissolution of the monasteries, which was begun by Henry VIII, really continued deeply by um, uh, Jane and Henry's son, Edward, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so they basically decided that the churches were really wealthy and Henry wanted all that wealth. And remember, he became the head of the church. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I will take all of this. It is mine. And literally like destroyed a ton of beautiful abbeys and churches. Um, and so Jane in any other time period probably had this still been a Catholic nation as a younger daughter I would assume would have joined the church because it costs a lot less money for her family. She was actually very pious um, and quite orthodox and fairly conservative person, which is very interesting to me. Um, And yeah, so, but that wasn't an option for her anymore. So her Mm -hmm. option was serving as maid of honor until hopefully she gets married or just dying as a spinster. That's Hmm. what she's got left. Um, Right. So, she is, like we've mentioned, I'm not going to say, quote, literally colorless, because I think that's very diminutive. Um, Agreed. But she said to be very quiet. She didn't speak much. She was fairly pious. Um, and it seems, and this is the general kind of opinion, is that Jane was a perfect submissive 16th century wife, which is everything that Anne Boleyn was not. 
So, right. That's Anne, what he was craving, yeah. right? Well, yeah, it seems like it. And so Anne, you know, was a perfect mistress in that she was opinionated and moody and whatever. Not moody. She's just like, I don't know, had standards. Um, and, How dare but, you know, she? Unstable woman. Um, <laughs> and aren't they all? Uh, we are. I love it. Um, Actually, yeah, it's kind of fun, isn't it? It's way more fun. Way it's more just, fun. Yeah, it's way more fun. Um, so, but she, of course, that made her a terrible 16th century wife. Um, Jane, on the other hand, was said to be very strict, very formal, very orthodox, very whatever. So she was perfect. Mm-hmm. You mentioned last episode as well that that's kind of what he was raised to expect in a wife. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. So Jane seems to be like that. Mm-hmm. for him and david starkey very interestingly tries to interject that she might not have been so you know like conciliatory uh, i think there's an interesting opinion and this is something i think we can't know and i it's, this is one of the bits about history you know we we can form opinions and make judgments, but we can't quite know, um, the truth Mm -hmm. really. So we just have to make do with the information we have. Mm -hmm. Um, he seems to half make the opinion. He doesn't really commit to it, but he insinuates barely that maybe Jane was using this as this submissive, you know, woman as a tool. Maybe she actually wasn't that way. And instead was so perfectly, you know, like used it. And I think, Hmm. uh, you know, it seems as though she gets her causes as queen um, and really fights for them to a degree, but always gives up and is always submissive to him. So Hmm. as we are working through her, unfortunately short life, um, you know, there's uh, keep that in mind. And I don't know, I'm curious what you will think that, you know, what is, What's her motivation? Is she genuinely that way? You know what I mean? Um, like mm-hmm. what's what's happening behind that? So so 1536, um, Anne is starting to kind of fall from grace. Um, she's a lot, according to he- uh, Henry. And um, Jane is absolutely not that. So he seems to notice her and is kind of like, ooh, uh, who's this lady? And... Um, So it seems like Jane was kind of used by people in her life. She's a well-connected woman, but she's not that wealthy. So it seems like some people saw that maybe she'd be, you know, the kind of person that the king would want and kind of pushed her forward. Um, That probably did happen, um, you know, but these are often people who hated um, Anne. (laughs) So uh, I was just about to ask what, like, why would it be in their best interest to (laughs) encourage him to leave well <laughs> queen anne yeah because also they, they're yeah, if they don't like her they're also probably catholic sympathizers or sympathizers with uh princess mary who's now the lady mary um you know people who see anne as a usurper as the devil mm. yada yada right. yada pick a term right. that people have used against a woman and apply it there um and so it seems as well that you know they and this is the case a lot with um that you see with women in history, they're used and therefore can wield influence. Um, so if Jane is put in a good spot, these people helped her get there, she would help them. 
Um, and so Anne's falling from grace. It seems like Henry has a different opinion. Catherine of Aragon was dead, which means he could kind of get rid of Anne and, you know, water under the bridge. And so Jane actually plays an interesting card here. And I think this is fascinating. And this is, to me, lends credence to that argument that maybe she wasn't so blah. Um, mm -hmm. So it seems like Henry's getting really into her. And he sends her a purse of money and a letter, you know. And I think he saw her as like a nice... I don't know, someone to have with, but not like maybe someone to marry, you know? So this is a quote, um, throwing herself on her knees before the messenger. She addressed the King through him. She begged Henry to consider that she was a gentlewoman of good and honorable parents without reproach. And that she had no greater riches in the world than her honor, which she would not injure for a thousand deaths. And that if he wished to make her some present in money, she begged it might be when God enabled her to make some honorable match. So, hmm. like Anne, she's saying, uh-uh, not until we're married. Hmm. Yep. And, of course, Henry's like, I love you more now. <laughs> I mean, um, that that's, like, the first thing that's been said so far. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, hmm, maybe she was plotting a little bit, but... A little uh, bit. I don't know. And... Maybe she was coached. Maybe she wasn't. It, you know, maybe that is a genuinely held belief. I think that's something we like to forget about people. We get so jaded with politics and all the things that we forget people hold beliefs genuinely often. Um, yeah. Or sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Especially and if she's she, pious. And she could have been genuinely like, no, like I, I also, I look what happened to the last two wives. Like I'm scared. <laughs> um, and so of course, Henry is like, oh, of course, my lady. Um, and he only talks to her if she's like around her family next. So he's like, my uh, my intentions are honorable, I promise you. Here's your family to chaperone us. And effectively, that makes... How, how much of the family are we talking here? Um, Probably... Are we talking like a sibling her, is present? Yeah, it's like, like her like, older brother and his wife. Or like, is there like an entourage of family <laughs> it's sitting probably, in it's, the corner of the room while they hang out? It seems like I just want to visualize it. brother Edward and his wife, Anne, they moved in where, um, into court mm. and were with her. I wonder if that's a good thing for them. Uh, you know, it seemed Probably to be, and we'll get into that because Jane's family becomes unbelievably powerful through this marriage mm. and through the eventual yeah. birth of the only son Henry VIII will have. That's legitimate. Right. Um, so... Jane's basically waiting to be queen, and now we're in, um, I think we're in May, May 14th, uh, Henry tells Jane that Anne's been condemned, uh, on the 17th, Anne and Henry's marriage is issued null and void, and then on the 19th, <laughs> Cranmer issued, remember Thomas Cranmer, he issued a dispensation for them to marry because they're related through it, it seems as though it may be the um the fifth cousin thing but also maybe he slept with a closer relation of hers and that was seen as the same kind of thing hmm. um 
So on the 19th, they get dispensation to marry, and that's also the day that Anne Boleyn is beheaded. So on the next day, on the 20th, they are officially betrothed, like, less than 24 hours later. I wonder Um, how she feels about that. It seems like she was fine. Um, (laughs) The statement that... Let's read again David Starkey's heavily opinionated statements. This is fun for me. Sure. Um, We do not know how she reacted uh, because according to Chapuis, the king immediately on receiving news of the decapitation of Anne entered his barge and went to tell Jane. We don't know how she reacted. And this I quote, but at least she showed no compunction in stepping to the throne over the headless corpse of her rival. Okay. Hold on. Anne might talk of killing Catherine. The gentle Jane went further and was an accessory after the fact to the judicial murder of her predecessor. No, she wasn't. Are there no other books about the <laughs> No, this I'm is so surprised that you read this one. It's I feel funny. like in general, you, you tend to be anti-opinionated yeah, men. <laughs> here's the thing, though. When it's this level of opinionated, I can just laugh and move on. Because Yeah, it does seem d- pretty obvious. It's so aggressive. And also, unfortunately, he actually has a lot of good research and actually <laughs> does a good job. It's just a shame that he inserts his opinion so aggressively. Um, you sound like you're being held at gunpoint to say that. <laughs> Maybe I am. Maybe David Starkey's in the room. Research. Oh, it's a shame. Um, Blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> that was the that was the joke. <laughs> oh uh, man. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So, but Great. to to well, no, because here's my other thing is that mm-hmm. she was initially working for mm-hmm. Anne. With and Catherine. Anne and like probably knew them as people. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you don't like them, it's like, well, she had okay. it coming. Or <laughs> if you do like them, you're like, oh, dear God, I could be next. Maybe I will conceal my fear so that he doesn't turn on me too or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And also at this point, I don't think she had any way to slow his uh Arder, you know, I don't think she had a way right. to get him off of her. So there is he he sees it, he wants it, he gets it. Yeah, unfortunately for the women involved. Um mm-hmm. so it seems as though she doesn't show much of an opinion, but like we've said, I think in every podcast, written records about women and their opinions are non existent because no one thought that we had them. And that they should be recorded. So I imagine Jane would have more to say than I'm allowed than I can uh, speculate. But mm-hmm. we can't know that, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah, the day after Anne Boleyn's beheaded, they get engaged, and then because remember Henry's like pro- like swearing when he wait they makes- get engaged. I thought they got married. No, they get engaged. Betrothed. Oh. betrothed. oh, 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 right. And the reason, well, so there's a reason. There's a reason they don't get married right away, and it's because. Um, if Henry swears he's getting divorced from Anne, not because he wants an heir and wants another wife, but because she sucked, right? Like that's what he's saying. So yeah, if he got married, right, yeah, well that too. And, yeah. and bewitched him, of course. Um, yeah, yeah if, it was all a big, plot. all a big spell. Mm-hmm. If, um, he got married right after it clearly shows that that wasn't the case. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he gets betrothed the day after and then like slows it down, even though 
I feel like getting betrothed the day after is is enough. I was just gonna say, yeah, isn't that? I mean, intent to marry is pretty similar to. Yeah, but also betrothal was often a sign of like actual. <laughs> it was a quite a legal process. So anyway, um, and then they waited <laughs> until the thirtieth. So ten days. He slowed it down. Oh, and wow. then they he got, really held off. Really held off. Uh, and then restraint there. Yeah, so they got married. Okay, but how does that not prove? I mean, how does that uh, it not d- demonstrate? It does, but it does demonstrate it. Like, it does, very clearly. <laughs> That's the thing. So, he, again, it's like such an egomaniacal move. He's like, I am God. Here are my pronouncements, you know? And, and it, it's you know, just... I'm sure he was raised with that mindset, though, you know? Everybody he was treating him to like a, a degree, god, but also the king is to... God's mouthpiece. No, well, he's influenced by so many people around him, and he became king quite young. And so, I think, from what I understand, his father was very moderate. Um, his mother was uh, gentle and kind and good, from all you know accounts, and classic, um, classic lady. We talked about her, Elizabeth. Um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth of York. And um, so it seems like really what happened was he became a king when he was a teenager. And that is a terrible idea. <laughs> and yeah. then he's around, he's surrounded by sycophants. And so that that's not going to help. Totally. It checks out. Like, and it's going to, and, and then for their own uses, they're like, by the way, I think you're God. And he's like, you know what? You're right. And then I they mean, treat it, him as such. Yeah. Yeah, it really so, does make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would maybe, make I don't think he, he was raised to understand his importance. And there is an ego with that. But they were raised to but serve. Also, but, but even so, the way that everyone around you treats you. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, nobody's probably talking down to him or disrespecting mm-hmm. no, him ever. No, because then they die. <laughs> like, right, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, on the 4th of June, she's officially proclaimed queen. And, um, she, this is a great, this is okay. I'm going to quote David Starkey only cause I like it. She sat under the cloth of estate and in the chair, which only five weeks earlier had been occupied by Anne, just to give you a sense of how fast this went. Ten so within five weeks, within five weeks, Anne Boleyn was queen, stopped being queen, went to prison, got beheaded and he got married again and like installed a new queen installed so Uh. her family is like immediately rewarded edward becomes a peer of the king um and we'll talk more about them later they become they become quite interesting people Mm -hmm. um hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And then here's the bit where we're like, Jane, are you opinionated? Um, so at the same time, there's the pilgrimage of grace kind of riot happening in around 1536. And um, it seems as though the people are really upset. They want Henry to not be a Protestant. And so she's crowned queen and gets a reputation for being quite um pious and orthodox in that piety which led people to believe that perhaps she was a sympathizer and so people who were wanting mary to be restored as princess and heir and also more catholic uh you know beliefs fell behind her and became very supportive of her and so it seems like actually jane was very fond of mary she had known her you know before mm-hmm. when she was princess and um had been quite sympathetic for Queen Catherine, apparently. And um, so she actually becomes closer with Mary and Mary seems to really like Jane and probably gun because she's just like not Anne. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it seems like Jane's like really about wanting to restore Mary. And the king is kind of like, uh, I don't know. And she, that was perhaps her biggest battle throughout her marriage was trying to get Mary restored. Um, And then at the same time, we have this pilgrimage of grace kind of revolt heading up. And um, Jane seems to beseech the king to pardon people. And he says, like, get up. Don't talk to me that way. And then she's like, okay. Um, And effectively... Jane gets married. Oh, no, she is married. Forgive me. She she gets pregnant. And she maybe had a miscarriage pretty early in their marriage. um, But we can't quite tell. Um, And then around January 1537, so not that long after they're married, like six months or whatever, she gets pregnant. Apparently, she was like craved quail. Okay, fun fact. So like. Henry had to like order it for her from like all over places. Um, that's, that's like such uh, an enlarged version of a modern mm-hmm. pregnancy craving. Yeah, no pickle. She wants quail. Yeah, it's like run to the grocery store and grab me some quail. Yeah, I love it. And I so mean, she, she had a taste for it before if she's craving it. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Who wouldn't though? Who would? Yeah, I, I sure. I guess like vegetarians. I've not had. Not. I've not had quail, so I can't say anything. No, me neither. Um, <laughs> so she enters confinement. <laughs> can never be too sure. <laughs> no, you can never be too. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh plague hits. Here's the yeah, plague. Right. Ah. Okay. Should we talk more about it or? <laughs> nah, it's fine. Some people get infected. Which, which one? Does it have a name? It's just the plague. You're seeing a past oh, big one. The black plague. The big one? The bubonic plague. No, the big bubonic plague that we love to talk about happened around 1350, which is my cutoff for the Middle Ages. 
I generally think if more than like half of a population of a continent dies, that's like the end yeah. of an era. I don't know. Just me. The plague doesn't go away. Hint, hint. Um, take note, modern people. It just becomes different and less pandemic, more endemic. All I'm saying. I feel like um, you're trying to say something. I don't know. I, I'm feels just like not sure what. COVID isn't over. Oh, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> whoa, whoa, whoa. Controversial statement. Is it though? I thought it was gone. No, 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 Chloe. You got to keep wearing masks and oh, actually no. I was licking the streets. I guess I got to no, stop No, Chloe, doing that. don't lick the streets. <laughs> Chloe, Bad, Chloe, no. <laughs> <laughs> it seems as though if you read anything historical about any of our past pandemics they virtually all become endemic or we cure them with something called vaccination um sorry i've told you about this right that i studied this in college yeah and i love it say your your piece it's my most fun fact my piece yeah the class was called the social history of american public health Stunning. We learned about vaccines and mm. uh, how useful they are. And, Weird. Uh, in times where they were not a political choice, mm. they really helped eradicate things really quickly. Yeah. Saved so, a lot of lives. You know, I don't know. It, it, I love... If it was interesting the... to be in that class before this and to have <laughs> that knowledge and to watch no one listen to it. Yeah. It hurts a little. It does. There's the bit in... Has anyone seen The Good Place? I love that show. Uh, has anyone? Not gonna, me? I have. Okay, good. I'm not going <laughs> to Has anyone? You're talking ha, to one you person all, right now. Have you all seen The Good Place? I hope you have. It's a great show. Imagine if they answer. That'd be Terrifying. creepy. I don't like it. That'd be um, so weird. Ah, no, it's just you. I'm only talking to Chloe. Um, <laughs> they, uh, there's that great line of like, there was a guy who had died in like ancient Phoenicia and was like, yeah, I died from a cut. Uh, Would have been nice that's how you could die back then there were no antibiotics no vaccinations nothing Mm. wow Mm -hmm. weird can't you know can't believe people are turning them down now (laughs) it's just truly truly it makes no sense (sighs) and also the fact that we grew up being vaccinated for school and didn't think about it no because i didn't get the chicken pox because i got the vaccine i didn't either it was actually great it was i thoroughly enjoyed i didn't get not having tetanus either yeah yeah i didn't get the flu as a great um, example of a one to two times a year vaccine. Hey guys, we don't have TB. Let's not forget how bad That's TB is. Some people still one. get TB and it's Polio. rough, but you don't die anymore. Why? Science. Okay. I'm getting I think, heated. <laughs> I think we may have possibly betrayed the fact that we have an opinion on this. If people are listening to our podcast and don't believe in vaccination, you can leave. I, no, only because, stay, stay, but be convinced by us. How, yeah, be but challenged. Change your mind. Yeah, be challenged. Change your because mind here's the right thing: now. if you're if you're listening to a podcast <laughs> called Historically Badass Broads, I have a sneaking suspicion I know what your leanings are. Aw, which I love. Cute. Like we have a, a fun club of people we'd want to hang out with. True. Except not now. Up. Because oh. there's a pandemic. Oh, I forgot again. 
Yeah, stop lick. No, Chloe. <laughs> but <laughs> don't lick lick the pole in the subway. It's gross. It's so nasty. I gotta stop doing that. Gotta kick that habit. It's my twenty twenty two resolution. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new one. That's the new one, folks. What's funny um, is that I don't have one. So no, I hate really resolutions. Just, we're coming up with exciting, fresh ideas for resolutions. Hot take, if you also perhaps. haven't figured one out. Don't lie yeah. and stop yeah. licking the street. I mean, those are really, I think those are monikers to live one's life by. It's going to be trending on Twitter tomorrow. Guaranteed. Twitter. Guaranteed. What is I don't Twitter? remember what we were talking about. The plague. The plague. The plague. The plague. Guys, there's a plague. A couple of people get sick. Um, Henry gets scared. So he <laughs> runs away to a different castle. Jane is super pregnant and in confinement. She doesn't get to run away, but it's fine because she's in confinement, which means no one gets to enter or leave her room. And it's just her and women. And they make it very hot and weird and pray all the time. And I feel really bad for pre-modern women. Hot Um, temperature wise? Yeah. They like board up the windows. (laughs) It's a whole thing because at this point there's no germ theory, right? So miasma is the idea that there's bad air and that's what makes you sick. Though- completely honestly a lot of illnesses are airborne i yes but the if you read what they thought miasma was it's so off it's no no i do i do i have read about this yeah i was gonna say shakespeare yeah (laughs) yes the bard um le bard le bard um so jane's in confinement jane Mm -hmm. goes into labor the day before my birthday and stop (laughs) On October 11th, my birthday, um, is still in labor. (laughs) And then the next day, not my birthday, she gives birth. Oh, you were so close. I know. I know. And every time I, like, there's a marker of like, oh, it was the day Edward VI was born. I was like, stay after my birthday. It's fine. Um, On October 12th, Hmm. is it 1537, Edward is born and everyone loses their shit. Like, everyone loses their shit. I mean, it's a boy. And it's finally a boy. Here's my thing. Okay. I'm going to, let's, let's go off on a slight tangent. This time it's more related. Um, Okay. 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 So Henry, the eighth, is like so obsessed with getting an heir, right? He has a daughter and technically Mm -hmm. speaking, there's nothing saying she can't become queen. Spoiler alert. She does. So what's like, okay. So he has a daughter. He has a second daughter. He has an illegitimate son. He has all these things. Why is he so obsessed with having a real son? He has two heirs already. And guess what? They succeed his poor sickly son. Spoiler alert. Edward is not a very healthy boy. <laughs> and he dies like really young. Mary dies, but she's not that young. She just dies because, you know. Oh my God. We're throwing out spoilers in this tangent. It's not a spoiler. We covered and Mary. Right. And then Elizabeth becomes one of the greatest queens of the early modern age. So, like, in the end, he failed Mm. in his mission. And it's so upsetting to me because, like, he threw literally everything under that bus. Yeah. And he did not succeed in that way. I mean, his legacy is complete, but it's it's from a woman. It's Elizabeth that we remember, not Mm -hmm. Edward. No one knows who Edward is. No one. (laughs) Did you do you know who Edward the Sixth is? 
I mean a little bit just because I know a little bit about this, but yeah, if I hadn't it was more known about if I hadn't known about the 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 Henry VIII and his six wives, probably not. There you go. And that's what his legacy became. So Henry, good job, bud. You're known for killing your women, having a very limp penis, and like just sucking. So there's your legacy. Oh, and guess what? Your greatest legacy is a woman. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) I feel better. I feel better. No, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Thank you so much. I've been... That's been. It sounded cathartic, honestly. I've been hold. I've been holding that. Um, <laughs> Let it out, man. So Lady Mary gets to be her usurping little brother's godmother. Bizarre, sure. And he's christened Edward. Yes. And then Elizabeth gets to carry his little train, even though she's like four. Oh, Jesus. And so far, Jane Seymour, the woman we're actually supposed to be talking about. Right, right, but this right, is right, the right. this is the problem with Jane. Everything's about what happens around her or to her. We don't. I wish I could give you more about this woman. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So Jane seems to be doing fine. I mean, her labor sucked because it was like three days. Um, oh, yeah. That's why I said she went, into, she went into labor on the tenth through the eleventh. Through the math, I didn't and, think through the math. Yeah. So like two days and three nights is what they're saying no it seems from midwifery accounts that we try to interpret it seems as though the baby wasn't well positioned and of course there was only so Mm -hmm. much they could do there's a lot of debate about what happens next but Mm -hmm. jane uh so three days after his birth edward is christened and jane seems to be doing very well so they prepare for her churching which is the idea 40 days after a birth a woman has to become clean and blessed and can return to ordinary life um and not uh infect everyone with her cooties sure and um jane's brother edward was made an earl like everyone's doing great everyone's happy and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden jane starts going downhill and on the 19th they have a procession for the health of the queen in the church on the mm-hmm. 23rd. They, there was a rumor that she had died, but not sure. It seems like prayer was working. And on the 24th, it seems like maybe, okay. Fucking Henry. Oh, so and that's why I have to click the explicit button. When you know we what? This podcast. <laughs> Guys, you would say oh, the same. There so, it is. <laughs> I I just hate what he did to this woman. Um, because she could have died a happy spinster, but no, or married someone else. I don't know. But what happened was his like she had a baby, mm-hmm. and perhaps had an infection from a retained placenta. Maybe she had uh, the fever that happens a lot after women get. It's a bacterial infection that. Mm-hmm causes the fever Mm -hmm. perhaps she had a pulmonary embolism i think it's less the pulmonary embolism because this was a protracted illness um and kind of hit later so she had a couple days of feeling fine which Mm -hmm. in my mind is like she got sick uh, and then she got had the fever so the infection set in and then she had a couple days where maybe she pulled around and then she didn't pull around and it seems like on the 23rd or 24th um yeah, on the 23rd, um, her confessor was 
preparing to administer extreme unction. And then the king wanted to Wait, what does go, that mean? Um, who, basically who her, was preparing what? Her confessor um, was with her to prepare um, extreme what is unction. A confessor? And what is unction? Oh, oh, um, okay. So a confessor is a priest or a religious person who hears the someone's so you know in in like movies when people say like forgive me father for i have sinned and they're in that like thing so they do that before death yes but before death they have their final kind of rights administered and they give a final confession because the idea is you can always be forgiven right and so if you seek forgiveness and yeah this is your last chance to enter heaven effectively and Mm -hmm. so he's the priest is there with her like that whole day ready to give her effectively her last rites and hear her final confession. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's, that's how, you know, someone's like truly dying, like is when mm-hmm. that person's there. Um, right. And so it seems like on the 24th, Henry wanted to go to Escher, which was one of his like hunting things, but they convinced him to stay with his dying queen. Um, so he says, and this is a quote, um, from one of the king's men, he says, um, the king was determined to be in Escher on the 25th. If she amend, he will go. And if she amend not, he told me this day, he could not find it in his heart to tarry. So if she gets better, he'll leave. If she doesn't, he's like, uh, I can't really wait. But unfortunately on the 24th by 8 PM, Jane was officially dying and, around midnight she passed away and it's not clear if Henry was there or not. Um, Hmm. So Jane after her death becomes like Henry's, the great love of his life. Um, It seems like he did love her. It seems like he had to like actually fall in love with a woman to like want to marry her, but it seems like it took a lot of them saying no for him to want that. Um, And so Jane, of course, gives Henry his long-awaited and fought-for son. And it seems like people were genuinely very sad when Jane died. She was only queen for like a year and a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary was the chief mourner. She was deeply affected by this um, because she actually really liked Jane. And Jane was a bit of a mother to her, even though the age difference wasn't that extreme. Um, Mm -hmm. it seems as though Henry actually mourned this death, although it's hard to gauge. Um, he wore black for three months, which he didn't do for any of his other wives. She received an actual queen's funeral, which no one else got. And he didn't get married for another two years. That seems Um, like a decent indication. Well, here's the thing. They started negotiating the marriage pretty soon after Jane died, but they didn't get married until for two years. It does feel like, though, he's capable of marrying right away. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So potentially the two-year gap could be significant in its own way. Could be. Um, it seems like he puts on a lot of weight and gets diabetes and gout and gets sad. It also could be that he had an old injury from uh, jousting and mm-hmm. got really large and ate a lot. Could be related. Could also be age. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know how much of him is genuine is is you know his genuine reaction to things so um 
But very tellingly, she's buried in St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle, and um, where she is still buried to this day. And when Henry ends up actually dying, he insists upon being married next to her. His favorite wife is what he says. Um, so through her, you know, her brothers, Thomas and Edward, became very wealthy. Um, Thomas became very important. Uh, they both became very important because Edward VI uh, had to have regents and people in charge of him. And they were very mm-hmm. powerful. Um, but eventually both sucked and fell from power and were executed. So that's what happens to her two older brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, But interestingly enough, there's a famous portrait, which um, we'll include, of Henry VIII's family. And it has Henry in the middle, and to his left is little baby Edward VI, and to his right is the only queen he apparently loved, which is Jane Seymour. And then all the way to the further right is Elizabeth and to the, all the way to the left is Mary. So that's his family portrait is even after her death, you know, he views her, I think through really lovely lenses. And she seems to have been a fairly decent wife. I mean, again, like she gave him what he wanted. Her motto was bound to obey and serve. So, It seems like, again, she tried to seek um, help for people who – she wanted to have people from the Pilgrimage of Grace that revolt pardoned. Uh, He was very mad when she suggested that and basically was like, look what happened to the last lady who tried to tell me what to do. And she was like, never Mm. mind. Um, (sighs) And she really worked to make Mary more – popular um Mm -hmm. that didn't happen though unfortunately it seems like mary though genuinely of course also remembers her with deep fondness appreciated it it seems like she really ingratiated herself and wanted to be a good like stepmother um and yeah so so jane i think you know there are some deeply unflattering portraits of her which i think are really fascinating um Mm -hmm. again I think it's unfair to comment that she is a nothing and a no one. She's clearly a someone and clearly did a lot. Um, mm, so love that. You know, she's known mm-hmm. as the third wife and the one he truly loved. But um, you know, I think she spent a lot of her life uh, serving the men in her life, and that's what most women, you know, unfortunately were relegated to do at that time. So interesting that at least f- from his account she's the most important and yet in the history books at least judging by the length of the chapter <laughs> is in some ways the least important but i feel like that could also be due to the amount of time yep that she spends with him i mean and in a way i wonder if that's what kept her in such a high place in his mm-hmm. mind because she didn't yep he didn't have enough time to kind of find things wrong with her and fall out of love and resent and feel trapped. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's a huge point to make. That's an excellent point, Chloe. Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, time was on her side, unfortunately, even though she died at 29, you know, basically a year and a half into marriage and being queen. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it seems 
yeah, I think you're right. It, time makes it tricky and she's best known as the woman. I think he loved her best later because she gave him his son. And of course he ends up being succeeded by that son. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't know that the son doesn't make it. Died, like lives only five more years. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, I mean, unfortunately for the kid, but I mean, for him, that's kind of, he's like, he did his, it. his, his whole life. He thought. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But um yeah, I mean I think she's it, oh, this is fun. Apparently one of her legacies with Henry is also that he became really fond of embroidering. What? Yeah. I because know. of Jane? Yeah. Cute. I know. I would like to see some of those. I know they don't last. Unfortunately, we don't have them. That's too bad. Yeah, but I wonder if it was like butterflies or like war. <laughs> no, they they didn't really depict butterflies back then. It was probably more allegorical scenes or just random motifs. That's unicorns. The unicorn is important to them. That's part of their coat of arms. That wasn't I, a joke. I, I, I meant know. that one. <laughs> I don't know though. It could have been their badges. It could have been right, right, any right. number of things. Interestingly enough, though, Jane's emblem is a phoenix which i kind of love she chose that too. the ashes mm-hmm. and it's she chose a powerful image for someone whose motto is to serve and obey to choose i know isn't it and that's where it's like ah i wish we knew mm. more i wish we had her um to tell us more i like the idea that she was a little mastermind who was me too you know, doing it all on purpose yeah i mean i think it requires an incredible amount of like you know, intelligence and <laughs> very much to do so. something like that. Yeah. And she seems to have handled herself very well for the unfortunately short amount of time she was queen. <laughs> right. And everyone seemed to love her like that. That was the general mm-hmm. thing. Um, Vibe. Yeah. Pretty much. Huh. I know. Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. Jane mother flipping Seymour. Yeah. In a world. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> wow. And you can go visit her at Windsor Castle. Pay your respects. <laughs> Every time you say that, I laugh. Why? I've done it. The, okay. Yeah. Traveling isn't the most common thing. Oh, no, that's moment. not happening right now. Because again, pandemic. Um. I remember no. this time. Yeah, good, good. Did you lick anything? No? <laughs> Not in the last 10 minutes, no. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay. In the next um, 10 minutes, though? No promises. No, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you know about the TikTok? I really try like, to avoid mentioning TikTok during this podcast. Like, I really I like actively how you say the attempt- TikTok. That sounds like something I would say. Like, TikTok? Do I know no, about no, no, it? No, 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 yeah. no. No, actually, it means that I know what. <laughs> is there an actual, no, like a specific TikTok you're referring to? It's a to. specific TikTok that I'm referring to, okay, not the okay. entirety of TikTok. Okay. It is a TikTok in which a girl is walking towards a window and leaning out of it too far. And all of her friends are going, Emma, Emma, no, no, Emma. Anyways, you were doing it. And I needed to know if you knew that specific tiktok i did i can feel that the answer is no i can feel it in the silence (laughs) i like it 
That's funny. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'm sure my sister's seen it. Yeah, send it to me. I'll I'll post it on our story, our Instagram story. It doesn't get to be on the feed. It's not important enough. Okay. But it could go. But yeah, on if you go story. to if you're one day able to go visit Windsor Castle, which you can't, yes, right now, and you shouldn't, sure. But if you're able to, unless you're you to one George's of our lovely Chapel, listeners from the UK, I know, but it might be closed down because the I think the Queen's there right now. So oh 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 ooh okay, I might be Good wrong. Know. She might be at Saint Who knows? I thought she was anyway. Look at um, but if you go and you're we'll, able we'll to go up. to Saint George's Chapel, you can see her amongst. She keeps really good company. I mean, she's around like tons of cool people. Hmm. I like to think they're having solid parties there. Like all of these cool, weirdly ancestral and related through marriage and otherwise, you know, people are just like chilling out. Now that's an idea for a show. And if you heard this and you want to take this idea, I've already copyrighted we it. We have recorded it and copyrighted it. <laughs> it's ours. This is a copyright announcement. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> Back off, kids. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, Starting yay. off the year strong. Starting it off strong. Uh, thanks for uh, gracing us once again with this knowledge. Oh, oh my. Oh, <laughs> Wow, I like that. It's a fun and flirty morning for me. <laughs> Is it? I'm feeling it. I'm getting good vibes. I love it. Oh, um, <laughs> we're doing great. I am excited <laughs> to continue this series. I've enjoyed the first half. I'm realizing that we're at the midway point. I'm excited for the second half. Oh my god, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited too. I think. The next one is one of my faves. I can't lie. Spoiler. I know I say that about a lot of people, but she's truly like she wins. Like she wins the battle. I know that six the musical is all about like who suffered the most, but she wins the who suffered the least and benefited the most battle. Oh. And I think I'm that's excited. the ultimate. That's the ultimate victory in this unfortunate set of circumstances. <laughs> um but yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And we appreciate uh, it. We, we can't wait to talk at you some more in a month. Mm. So pumped. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a lovely 2022. Indeed. A lovely start to your 2022. Thanks, guys. Farewell. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.